Welcome to Crypto Investing Guide by Token Metrics. In today's episode, we're diving into risk management. I'm your host, Ian Bellina, and let's get started. Warren Buffett is famous for stating that the number one rule of investing is not to lose money. He's also famous for saying the number two rule of investing is not to forget rule number one. Risk management is vital for all investors and traders. It is far easier to lose money than it is to make money, especially in crypto. As a result, having a good risk management foundation goes a long way towards becoming an intelligent investor and trader. What is risk? Risk is the chance that the actual gains from an outcome will differ from the estimated expected outcome. In finance, it refers to the degree of uncertainty or loss inherent in an investment decision. This relationship between risk and return is a fundamental idea in finance. The greater the risk an investor is willing to take, the greater the return potential. This concept is also known as risk tolerance, or the level of risk an investor is willing to have associated with an investment. Specific factors like age, personality, experience, income, and more comprise an investor's risk profile and indicate the level of risk that one will tolerate. Different types of risk. There are five types of risks within financial markets. Business risk, credit or default risk, country risk, liquidity risk, and market risk. While specific risk measures are more common than others, they all are worthy of exploration as they influence investor decisions across the spectrum. Business risk. Business risk refers to the essential ability of a business to function successfully. To that effect, this type of risk associates with practical questions that business analysts face daily, such as whether the company is bringing in enough revenue to generate profit. Businesses usually require a variety of operations to survive, including, but not limited to, salaries, production costs, facility rent, office, and administrative expenses. In addition to these face value costs, also known as sunk costs, businesses take on additional risks known as exposure. This measure of risk is related to potential future loss resulting from a specific activity or event. Businesses typically engage in a risk management strategy known as Enterprise Risk Management, ERM, to protect themselves from risk exposure. ERM is a plan-based business strategy that aims to identify, assess, and prepare for any dangers, hazards, and other potentials for disaster that may interfere with the operations and objectives of the business. Credit risk. Credit risk, or default risk, refers to the financial loss that a party will incur if the counterparty to a transaction fails to fulfill its financial obligations in a timely manner. Credit risk can be measured with the five C's, credit history, capacity to repay, capital, loan conditions, and associated collateral. Credit history is one of the most important metrics, as one's credit score can directly impact their ability to make purchases. Individuals with a bad credit history pose higher credit risk and therefore have to pay a higher interest rate to provide a security measure for all parties in a transaction. Country risk. Country risk refers to a situation where a country defaults on its financial commitments to one or more countries. This type of risk has vast implications for the international economy. When a country defaults, it immediately impacts the exchange rates between nations. When investors predict a change in future financial conditions, they will alter their current investment decisions. But when such market shocks happen without warning, they drastically affect net exports, resulting in an unexpected appreciation or depreciation of foreign currencies. There are two independent sub-studies of risk within country risk, foreign exchange risk and interest rate risk. People commonly confuse foreign exchange rates and interest rates. These two measures do tend to move in the same direction, but this is not always true. Some conditions impact volatility in both rates differently, Country risk is impacted by three factors, economic risk, political risk, and sovereign risk. Economic risk refers to the ability of a country to pay back its debts. One should note that there is a difference between a country's ability to repay debts and the country's documented history. Many large economies like the United States have accumulated massive debt with little intention of repayment soon. The ability to repay comes from a stable and robust economy, 
and the ability to raise and collect taxes. Political risk refers to the political conditions within a country. Since the political climate is closely tied with the performance of a country's currency, investors need to be aware of global headlines. Monetary policy risk refers to the uncertainty that a foreign central bank will, without warning, alter its foreign exchange regulations. Such action by the central bank can significantly affect currency value. This manner of decision-making is unattractive to investors and therefore disincentivizes investment in such countries. Liquidity risk. Liquidity risk refers to when a company or other financial institution is unable to meet short-term financial demands. Since liquidity is the ease with which an asset can be converted to cash, an institution's liquidity plays a significant role in short horizons. But the inability of a company to meet its short-term demands doesn't mean it has no money left. Firms often allocate a majority of their money into long-term securities that have a higher payout rather than hold cash for investment purposes. The problem with this is that converting hard long-term assets into cash is time-consuming and capital-intensive at the same time. There are two types of liquidity risk, cash flow risk and product risk. Cash flow risk is the extent that future cash flows may fall short of investor expectations. This situation would arise as a response to changes in several market variables. Product risk, also called asset risk, is the default potential of a particular asset in response to market value fluctuations. Both types of liquidity risk are relatively niched, so investors won't typically combat threats against them individually, but rather against liquidity risk. Market risk. Market risk is the potential for the value of an investment to decrease due to changes in market factors that drive prices. These factors impact the overall performance of financial markets and can only be reduced by diversifying with assets that aren't correlated with the market. Market risk is sometimes called systematic risk, because it relates to factors that impact the entire market, like a recession. The risk of losses on financial investments is primarily caused by adverse price movements. Market risk contrasts with specific risk, also known as business risk or unsystematic risk, tied directly with a market sector or the performance of a particular asset. Risks in crypto. Ever since Satoshi Nakamoto invented Bitcoin, it and other cryptocurrencies have been met with investor skepticism. The general opinion from financial professionals is that there is a minimal guarantee of profitability in Bitcoin investments, and inexperienced investors should only invest money that they are willing to lose. While some of this hesitancy is valid, it is still worth exploring why critics believe cryptocurrency is one of the riskiest assets in financial markets. The first reason is that cryptocurrency is an entirely new field of finance, so any problems it runs into are altogether unprecedented. But the issue is that investors cannot permanently alter their expectations in advance enough to hedge their investments. Cryptocurrencies were initially very volatile because early investors could not easily short them. The launch of options and futures has allowed more investors to short cryptocurrencies, resulting in more stable prices. In other words, the more liquid the asset becomes, the less volatile it is. Due to a lack of trust in cryptocurrencies' functionality, many individuals engage with crypto only after a thorough understanding of the product. Crypto has additionally attracted a large number of hackers and bad actors. Given this industry's entirely virtual platform, hackers have broken into exchanges and infected individual computers with malware that steals crypto. Forcing investors to rely on the strength of their computer security systems is too large of a risk to take for many that have many other investment opportunities available. Price variability causes crypto's fluctuations in value to be entirely unpredictable. This adds to crypto's riskiness. There is a theoretically unlimited supply of money produced through a central bank in the fiat currency world. Due to the limited availability, cryptocurrencies can appear to be more volatile than other conventional currencies. The lack of a comprehensive and unified system to regulate the distribution and use of cryptocurrencies only adds to the risk of holding. Additionally, there could exist many potential compliance risks that come with holding crypto. How to measure risk 
All risk, including financial risk, is measured by calculating the amount of volatility or the difference between actual returns and expected returns. In mathematical terms, this difference is called the standard deviation. The standard deviation has a direct relationship with volatility and by extension, risk. If a financial instrument has a high standard deviation, then it is correlated with a high level of risk and vice versa. Though several statistical measures are used to calculate risk, the standard deviation is the most common one out of simplicity. It is essential to note that standard deviation accounts for not just downside volatility, but upside volatility as well. Investors usually care about downside volatility more than upside volatility, so there are other risk metrics besides the standard deviation. One includes downside deviation, which only considers the volatility of negative returns. Furthermore, the standard deviation works best for normal distributions, so when the distribution of returns is not normally distributed, this measure is not very helpful. The critical point to understand is that risk management is more art than science, so there is no single metric that can wholly encompass a portfolio's riskiness. It is better to use multiple metrics to get better insights. Quantitative risk management models. Quantitative risk management frameworks must be able to identify, quantify, and mitigate risks. There are various sources of risk in crypto, and thus there are multiple methods and metrics that help investors manage their portfolio risk. Here we will introduce basic concepts and techniques for quantitative risk management. Risk factors and loss distribution. Buckle up, things are about to get technical. It is productive to compute a loss distribution function to understand and measure your risk exposure. The loss distribution function is simply the change in your portfolio value over your time horizon. Since the future value of your portfolio is unobservable today, it is random, and thus the loss distribution is a probability distribution. Following standard risk management practices, the value of the portfolio is modeled by risk factors, and accordingly, the loss distribution is modeled by the changes in risk factors. By analyzing the differences in risk factors, you can compute the mean and variance of the loss distribution to manage portfolio risk better. Risk measures based on loss distributions. Working with loss distributions is meaningful since the distribution contains all statistical information about possible losses. Many risk measures like value at risk, VAR, and conditional value at risk, CVR, are based on the loss distribution of portfolios. VAR is defined as the maximum amount expected to be lost over a given time horizon and at a predefined confidence level. For example, a 95% one-month VAR of $100,000 means that over the next month, there is 95% confidence that the maximum loss is $100,000. The best way to compute VR is through Monte Carlo simulations that we will discuss later. However, it is essential to note some shortcomings of VR, like a high sensitivity to estimation errors. Conditional value at risk is defined as the expected loss that is incurred if VR is exceeded. It therefore looks further into the tail of the distribution. For risk management purposes, it is crucial to keep an eye on both two measures. Factor models. Factor models are widely used in finance. The most prominent are the one-factor model of asset returns, the capital asset pricing model, and the Fama French three-factor model. It relates the returns on one asset to multiple predictive factors that could be statistical, macroeconomic, or fundamentals. For example, consider this three-factor model for a crypto portfolio. Market factor, the value-weighted return of the underlying cryptocurrency. Size factor, the spread between the largest and smallest cryptocurrencies by market cap. Momentum factor, the difference between high momentum and low momentum cryptocurrencies. Factor models effectively analyze portfolio risk exposure, decompose the risk of a portfolio into various factors, and quantify how much each factor contributes to the portfolio's risk. Scenario analysis or stress tests. Scenario-based risk management is vital, as it allows investors to test their portfolio's performance in different scenarios. Each scenario assumes that the various risk factors of the portfolio have moved by some fixed amount. For example, you could invent scenarios like alt-season, 
Bitcoin dominance, crypto market crash, Mt. Gox crypto exchange hack, and see how your portfolio performed in each scenario. In this case, we don't need to calculate a probability distribution, so it is a relatively simple procedure. While scenario tables are a valuable source of information, there are potential drawbacks as well, like the difficulty in identifying risk factors and determining a reasonable shift in these risk factors. Monte Carlo Simulation The Monte Carlo Simulation method lets the investor see all the possible outcomes of their investment portfolio and their probability of occurring, allowing for better decision-making given all the uncertainty. The Monte Carlo simulation performs risk analysis by building models of possible results, substituting a range of values using a probability distribution for any inherent uncertainty factor. It then calculates results repeatedly, each time with a different set of random values from the probability functions. Depending upon the number of uncertain outcomes and the ranges specified for them, a Monte Carlo simulation could involve thousands of recalculations before it is complete. Monte Carlo simulations produce distributions of possible outcome values. By using probability distributions, variables can have different probabilities of different outcomes occurring. Probability distributions are a much more realistic way of describing uncertainty in variables of a risk analysis. Using Monte Carlo simulations allows the investor to see how their portfolio will perform in hundreds of different scenarios. This will give them insights into both the average of all possible outcomes and the extreme case scenarios. Tail risk management. The tail of a loss distribution refers to so-called black swan events an unpredictable occurrence that goes far beyond the market norm. These are very rare and very far from the mean. Distributions with light tails, like a normal distribution, assume that outliers are extremely rare, and distributions with fat tails associate a higher probability of extreme outcomes. It is essential to understand the tail of the loss distribution at hand, as one loss that seems impossible could occur and wipe out your entire portfolio. Given that tail events are infrequent and hard to predict, Risk management procedures need to take them into account and not to be too exposed to such events. Model risk. When using a quantitative model to allocate capital, it is essential to understand the model's risks. Using a quantitative model as a black box could be fatal if you don't know how the model works and why it recommends specific actions. For instance, consider a simple mean variance optimization model that allows investors to achieve an efficient portfolio, a portfolio with the highest expected return for a target level of risk, or a portfolio with the least risk for the expected return. The model will give the optimal asset allocation amount to each asset in the portfolio. This model is susceptible to estimation errors in expected returns and covariances. It could produce extreme portfolios composed of extreme shorts and excessive longs, giving an illusion of diversification. Another problem is that the allocation could change drastically for a minimal change in the inputs. Therefore, any investor using quantitative models should understand the inherent risks in the model to know when to trust it fully and when to be skeptical. The bottom line. Risk is the chance that the actual gains from an outcome will differ from the estimated expected outcome. In finance, it refers to the degree of uncertainty or loss inherent in an investment decision. Risk management is more of an art than science, so there is no single metric that can wholly encompass a portfolio's riskiness. Thank you for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes, and until next time, happy investing.